All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Why are the playoffs better at Boston Pizza? Because we've optimized our sports bar experience by studying in-depth analytics. Starting with our new BP Winged Ribs, currently leading all apps in wings above replacement, and deep-fried pickle wedges, an early favorite for the unanimous number one overall pickle. And, of course, the advanced stats darling and leader in pints per game, the new Beer Mosa. Catch the playoffs at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey, live every weekday at noon Eastern. One team has punched its ticket to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Four more have the opportunity to do so on Friday night. Welcome into Daily Faceoff Live, everyone. It's Friday, April 28th. And this edition of Daily Faceoff Live is presented by our friends at Botano. Botano.ca, the game starts now, 19 plus. Please play responsibly. Pleased to welcome back Mike McKenna, former NHL netminder, current Daily Faceoff analyst. Mike, how you doing? Uh, I'm reminded why I stopped playing hockey because my back hurts, man. I had a pretty rough morning on the ice. So <laughs> I'm sitting here in this chair just thinking, man, I am 40 years old, Frank, but thankfully the play at the NHL was a lot better than what we would have seen this Friday morning at Kirkwood Ice Arena in Missouri. Well, it was certainly pretty good, depending on which team you root for. Big show today, so let's uh, throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock, and we'll dive in with some Stanley Cup action before getting to our guy Stephen Ellis in Switzerland at the World Under-18s. And we'll start with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Woo, that win in Game 5 on Scotiabank Arena Ice has now... I don't know, had all the demons come out to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I think back to that quote, 
There's demons everywhere in their heads, under their beds, in their cars. Will they come out in game six for the Leafs? And so, Mike, as the Leafs are sifting through all of this, the scaries as they wake up on Friday morning, what is the scariest part for the Leafs? Is it the fact that uh, that Andre Vasilevsky uh, had a 935 save percentage and appears to have woken up in game five? Is it the fact that Ilya Samsonov on their end really looked like he was quite nervous, some tough goals against and really bobbled some pucks, especially a dump in from distance? Or is it the fact that perhaps through five games of this series, the Leafs have been pretty fortunate with a couple third period comebacks and the Lightning have actually probably been the better team for the bulk of four of the first five games. Which one is it for you? Oh, it's Samsonov for me. There's no way around it. I mean, you look at last night's game and how awkward he looked in the crease. It was kind of reminiscent of game one of the series that Tampa Bay won as well. And even in two, three, and four, I don't think Samsonov has looked dominant in any way. And, and I think about Isimont's goal down the wing, like to make the game two to one. All right. I, they were going crazy in Scotiabank when Riley scored right off the bat. And they lost that momentum when the, when the Tampa Bay came back 20 seconds later. But Isimont's goal down the wing were where Samsonov's caught between post integrations. He, he, it's, it's a savable puck. It needs to be saved. And it doesn't. And it's just like that lets the team down. And I thought this summer this was going to be the – this was going to be it for Dubas. If the goaltending doesn't hold up, you're going to look back at what was decided this summer. So I, I think that's a big problem. Vasilevsky, you know what? Coop said after the game that he did great handle in the high shots. Okay, he had about three of them above his pads last night. Okay, so there's a little bit there. Um, I just think Samsonov's scary right now. I said it last night, Frank. The Maple Leafs still might get past the Tampa Bay Lightning. They got two more games to do it. But if they're going to win a Stanley Cup, man, I think they need Joe Wool. They need somebody with some structure in the net. You don't know what you're getting from Samsonov. I'm fascinated to hear you answer that with Samsonov because I, I think it's on the list. But for me, I'm, I'm a little more terrified if I'm the Leafs that as well as they might play, they might just get goalied here with Vasilevsky. Like when he's on, when he's engaged, like he's maybe one of the best of all time. So, you know, you see last night, two goals on 30 shots. Like, I don't think the Leafs did as good a job getting to Vasilevsky, but still no, like- Take he, a look at the you shot. Know, there was man. a sequence in the third period that he made like four saves or five saves in a 10 second span that the Leafs were threatening. Yep. Well, if you want to keep putting his pucks in his pads, and he happens to be one of the longest goalies in that way, take a look at the shot map. You can do that all day long if you're the Toronto Maple Leafs. They got to get the puck in the air. They got to get the puck moving side to side because he is one of the best ever, Frank. And Vasilevsky can adapt. So um, he's a beast. They're going to have to beat the beast, but they need better goaltending on their own end, uh, Toronto does, to get past him. And I, I just love the comments, the tit for tat, the back and forth. John Cooper just laying it That's on awesome. so thick. Wouldn't bet against this team. And he's not wrong. Like, he's seen the evidence to say, we've won two Stanley Cups. We've gone to a third consecutive Stanley Cup final. That may end. He said in the beginning of the season, the series, the Leafs may win this round. But he's got a pretty darn good team uh, in his locker room that certainly, unlike the Leafs, does not wilt when... The, the lights are brightest. So uh, fascinated to see what happens in game six. We could be setting up a game seven early next week back in Toronto. I know that's exactly what John Cooper was rooting for. As he said, after the game, he said, so many stars, the action. He said, doesn't everyone want to be back here for game seven? Let's come back here for game seven. I know. I mean, I root for chaos. So 
that's what I'd yeah. be looking forward to seeing, just all of those sphincters tightening in Scotiabank Arena. Let's get to the New Jersey Devils because, man, they've been rolling down 2 nothing to start the series on home ice. They looked like they were in a dark hole. They have now won three straight games. And when you look at the way that they played against the New York Rangers on Thursday night, they, they took the Rangers to the woodshed. And Gerard Gallant basically said as much after the game. What did you like most about the way the Devils played? Like, to me, Mike, it's been fascinating to see this sort of push and pull this series between styles. We were talking heading into the series, the Devils just play a lot differently than the Rangers do. Why have they been able to dictate the play since? Well, it's still, it comes down to zone exits. The Devils have been great getting out of their defensive zone. They can carry speed through the neutral. But what I've loved about the New York, the New Jersey team, Frank, is how I think they've grown within the series. Like they're pushing back physically big time to the extent that you got Ryan Lindgren beside himself, man. That guy took two cross checkings and a slashing penalty last night. That's not how you're going to win in playoffs. Timo Meyer, you may not see him showing up on the score sheet every night, but I think he's played a big role for this Devils team. And that's to me is how like they're pretty, it's pretty diversified at this stage, man. Like you look at the leaders in that room, look at Palat. Goal right off the bat. All his experience, what he's done. It wasn't just Hughes and Heischer, right? It's it's everybody through that lineup. Kevin Ball has been huge for them. So we haven't even mentioned Schmidt. I think Schmidt has a real factor to this, but he's only had 23 saves to make in the last two games. Made some big ones, but the Devils are blocking shots now too. So it's not just that they're crushing five on five. They're selling out to make a play to win games. And right now, it feels like there's a whole vibe with that team, whereas the Rangers, they can't figure out what to do, and they just straight up look frustrated. Yeah, I was going to say frustrated, and their coach, we'll get to Rick Bonus shortly in his comments after the Winnipeg Jets loss, but kind of feels like Gallant is flogging his team as well. Is that helping or hurting? Uh, it's it's You do it the first time, and you hope it helps, but right now, I mean, Gerard's also done this before previously. Like, he's had it work. It's just the playoffs are a different animal, man. Like, look at the scoring chance report here that we've got showing right now. This was firmly in New Jersey's hands last night. Should have been a 5-2 game, pretty much. So, you know, you look at – that's not anywhere close to what the Rangers need to be. That output has to be higher. And you look to your best players, man. Like, across the board, Panarin dash three, Banajad dash two – the shots aren't even coming for those guys, Frank. So yeah, hot. he can't be nice to him at this point. No, no one's asking for nice. High danger chances, a 10-4 edge for the New York, uh, the New Jersey Devils, excuse me, according to Clear Sight Analytics. And you mentioned we barely talked about Akira Schmidt. He's allowed two goals in the three starts that he's made, now adding a shutout to his resume. And what's been an incredible story for a 22-year-old kid without much NHL experience I can't really think of a comparable that's come in and done and made this big of an impact right away for a team turning around a series. And you think to Lindy Ruff and his coaching staff, the decision to go with Schmid, right button, right time. Incredible choice. Uh, let's talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. As mentioned off the top of the show, the first team to punch their ticket to the second round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. They just were all over the Winnipeg Jets right from puck drop. And, and we'll get to Rick Bonus, as I said, in his pointed comments. What did you like most about the Golden Knights seizing their opportunity? Uh, I think this just goes to Mark Stone. Okay, game one of this series, Mark Stone comes back after missing 39 games. He did not look like himself, looks look slow, look hesitant, all those things. Well, now you flip it over to the last couple games, the last four games of the series, and look at the results. Eight points in four games, 
plus five. But it's really the combination that he has with Chandler Stevenson and Brett Houghton on that line that's made that team go. They needed to have that. He's been phenomenal with him back in the lineup. And even last night, the Golden Knights were missing two of their main defensemen. Braden McNabb's out. Looks like his ribs have taken a beating. Theodore's sick. And they made a gutsy call to take Kessel out of the lineup. Vegas has not just been resilient, but they've gotten things done early. And for 50 minutes of that game last night, they just ran they ran Winnipeg. And so I, I feel like for me with Vegas, this is a team that's not only healthy without Theodore's not sick, but McNabb's, he's just, we got to see on him. They're playing to the best of their ability. And they've got three lines deep, now four with Carrier back in the lineup. They can play just about any style. The scoring's there as well. So pretty impressive out of Vegas, man. And Brassois has been solid in net. So when you look at Vegas, and I, I've seen this refrain, I guess, a couple times over the last few days, people saying, well, if Colorado loses, the West is wide open. Hey, Edmonton Oilers, come on down. What will that second round matchup, how different would that be if the Oilers are to advance against the Kings, knowing that this Vegas team that you might see if you're Edmonton is a lot different with Stone in the lineup than the one that you kind of beat up on toward the end of the regular season? Well, it's a lot different. It's going to place the emphasis on Eckholm and on the rest of the defensive core with Edmonton. They've shown that they'll go 11 forward, 7D, no problem. But I think with Edmonton, you've got a whole different animal because they're so much faster. They're lighter on their skates. They're more creative than Winnipeg. Winnipeg has to grind out wins, not quite the same way with Edmonton. They can beat you with skill. Vegas wouldn't be able to give them any space on the ice where they had more margin for error, I think, with the Jets. So... Would you? Who would you have as the favorite to open that next round, if that is indeed? The I'd matchup? still take Edmonton. I'd take Edmonton if that's the case. But hey, we still got the LA Kings in the mix, and they've been a thorn in Vegas' side too. So, whoever comes out of that series is going to be a lot to handle. Yeah, probably dangerous to pencil Edmonton in just yet, uh, as yeah. they go with their game five, uh, game six. I should say game five on Saturday. Um, Mike, you know the Winnipeg Jets. Connor Hellebuck exits the series with a whimper. We were all thinking that because Hellebuck had been so strong this regular season that they had a, a puncher's chance against the Vegas Golden Knights. They were a trendy upset pick, in fact. Let's listen in to Rick Bonus as the Jets were just absolutely crushed on Thursday night. No questions? Good. Just uh, overall thoughts on that one. Overall thoughts? I'm so disappointed and disgusted right now. That's my thoughts. Where does the disgust come from? Pardon me? Where does the disgust come from? No pushback. But it's the same crap we saw in February. It was. That's why we... So as soon as we were challenging for first place and teams were coming after us, we had no pushback. This series, we had no pushback. There are better players with so much better than ours. It's not even close. Feels like you've been holding these feelings on for a bit. Is it just yep. out of tonight's game or finally wanting to release that? It's, it started back in January and February. What is it about this team's leadership core that, or the top end players? We've talked all we got to push back. There's got to be a pushback. There's got to be pride. You got to be able to push back when things aren't going your way. We had no pushback. They're better players. They're so much better than ours tonight. They deserve to win. They were the better team in the regular season. They were the better team in this series. Anything else? Good. Thanks. Mike, speaking of top players, the Winnipeg Jets were without Josh Morrissey, Nikolai Ehlers, and Mark Shifley for the bulk of this series. Are those comments fair or unfair? 
I think they're fair. I mean, Shifley was still there for four games in the series, even though he missed an awful lot of, of game four. Um, I, I think there's disappointment in Bonus's voice because exactly what he saw play out in playoffs was February. Like, what are you going to get from your top guys? Is Dubois going to show up every night, right? Is Kyle Connor going to be on both sides of the puck? Can you make up for a Morrissey if he comes out of the lineup? I think they were fair. And, I mean, for me, this is where the offseason is going to be really interesting for Kevin Dayoff because he's got big choices, Frank, as you know. I mean, I'm, I look at Mark Shifley and I go, oh, that, that contract, he's been there his whole career. I think it's time to move on. Pierre-Luc Dubois, I don't think he wants to be in Winnipeg anyway. But then you have a big hole at center. So it, it might be a tough summer for Shovel Day off to make those decisions, but I think they've got to shake it up because right now you can tell Bonus is not happy at all. What's the first thing you would do? I'd trade Shifley. Simple as that. He's been there too long. And you got to shake the room. I know he scored 42 goals, so I think at least he's got a little bit of trade value. But, man, I that that those big minus 16, minus 17, these past two games, or past two seasons, I don't like it. And his cap hit would give some flexibility, especially knowing he's due a new deal after this coming one. Yeah, he's due a new deal, and as is Connor Hellebuck. I think that is the biggest question facing the Winnipeg Jets yep. this offseason. He can sign an extension as of July 1st. Will he want to? And if not, should the Winnipeg Jets consider dealing him this summer? That's a great question. And it's, it's going to come down to Hellebuck, man. Simple as that. Because if he wants to be there, you pay him. Six, seven deal, year deal, eight million bucks, whatever it is. He's going to get that money. It just comes down to Connor. And he's got to be honest with that club. Yeah. It's a great question. Lots to sift through if you're the Winnipeg Jets and their fan base. I, I think Rick Bonus's comments were spot on. This team, when punched in the face, never really had a response. And as I Watch that game. It was the first thing I thought last night was exactly what he said. No pushback. Let's get to our guy, Stephen Ellis, in this week's edition of The Next Wave from Switzerland. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The next wave is brought to you by our friends at Boston Pizza. And it's powered by their new Fanalytics menu. Deep fried pickle wedges, beer mosas, pizza flights. There's no better place on the planet to watch all of the Stanley Cup playoff action than at your local Boston pizza with their new Fanalytics menu. That's right. Pleased to welcome back to Daily Faceoff Live our guy Stephen Ellis, our prospect analyst. He is in Switzerland, Basel, Switzerland, in fact, at the World Under 18 Championships. And Stephen, Team USA's top line has three players who could all be first-rounders this year, in addition to being MVP candidates of this tournament. Has any one of them done more to improve their draft stock at this tournament than one of the others? I think the one that's definitely stood out maybe the most would be Gabe Perot. And this is someone that, you know, myself included, a lot of people had him outside the top 20 in this year's draft because, you know, he put up all these points and he's now uh, broken Austin Matthews' record for most points in a season. He continues to decimate it at this point. Um, but I think the part of the issue here was it always felt like his teammates were the ones who were doing most of the work for them. He'd be there just to kind of tap it in and things like that. And, you know, Will Smith and, and, and Ryan Leonard are just two of the best uh, prospects in this draft, no question. Will Smith to me is maybe five or six. Leonard's maybe eight or nine. But for Perot, it's just seeing that he's brought the skill, you know, that he's been going up against tough competition and has been the guy that's been really kind of taking over. Where, you know, when you look at the points, it's 16 points for Smith, 16 for Perot, 14 for Leonard. All of them have been so good. But I think Perot would be the one, if I had to pick the MVP candidate of those three, it would be him. I just feel like he's just playing at a, a level that we haven't seen which, again, again, sounds kind of silly considering how many points he has, but he was kind of like, a lot of his goals were just standing there, picking up the rebounds. He wasn't creating as much, but this has been the time where he's been creating a lot, and he's been doing everything for his team, and he actually leads the tournament in assists, which I don't think anyone kind of saw coming. So he's, to me, the guy that I think that's improved the most. Yeah. Uh, you know, U18s is always a time when people start to think about the draft for obvious reasons. And you look at Macklin Celebrini and Cole Iserman. These are two players that have been talked about as potential number one picks in 2024. And, you know, being American myself, Iserman really intrigues me because he's ripping up the USHL as a 16-year-old with a development program. So uh, between Celebrini and Iserman, how have these two looked in the tournament? Well, they're, they're two players that I think are slightly different um, in terms of their style. They're actually their best friends, which I don't think anyone kind of knew heading into this tournament. But uh, seeing Celebrini going out there and being the, the difference maker for Canada, you know, Canada did not have an easy uh, uh, first round of that tournament. They went out there and lost 8 nothing to Sweden. But after that, they started to look comfortable. Celebrini, who had a terrible first game, kind of just looked motivated. He's been doing so much. He's kind of the all-around player of the, of the next draft, while Cole Iserman, you know, the names that people are comparing him to, uh, mostly due to his shot, are guys like Stamkos, Matthews, Ovechkin. You know, this guy is taking shots that every time it gets shown, it's, you know, like 140 kilometers per hour, and he's always near the top of the, the hardest shot for the single day. And um, when it comes to, I think, the, the, who would be the guy at the edge right now, it is Celebrini. I think he's just a bit more well-rounded. He's got an unbelievable shot himself. 
but he'll do a bit more while Iserman is just a finisher out there. But, uh, you know, just watching, you know, there's only so much you can take out of watching a guy in a warm-up. But Connor Bedard is easily one of the most entertaining players to watch a warm-up to see his skill. Cole Iserman might be number two. Interesting to hear that. Uh, Steven, when you look at this tournament as a whole, who are some other people, players that have stood out as guys who have had their stock rise in the NHL draft in this tournament? Well, for sure, Dalibor Dvorsky. And this was someone where, heading into the season, we're talking about him maybe being a number five prospect in this draft. And he didn't have a really good season playing at home. Um, but if I had to pick the MVP of this tournament, it might be him. He doesn't have the points those American players have, but he's doing everything himself. If it was not for his performance, um, you know, at both sides of the puck in that game against the Czechs, uh, and then the comeback where he had five points in a, it was, it was I think, 4-2 they were losing to Germany in a game they had to win to avoid um, going to the relegation round. He went out there and gets five points, and they move on, and then they go out there and beat Finland. He has been as good as advertised, and, you know, I'm still not ready to put him, I think, higher than 15th or not not, not into the top 10 for sure, but he's been someone that's really stood out. Uh, Cole Hudson is actually a 2024 prospect, but, you know, he might be the best defenseman in this tournament. And kind of like his brother, Lane Hudson, you know, Lane Hudson, uh, for as good as offensively is, uh, has a lot of issues defensively. And I think Cole has that too. But if I had to look, and I watched a lot of Lane Hudson at this same age, I think Cole is the better all-around player at this at that same age. Um, part of that, he's got the extra size. Uh, he's a bit more physical. Uh, you know, he's he's five ten, so he's not huge, but that's still two inches bigger. Uh, he's got a bit more muscle mass, but he still has that offensive flair that his brother did. And then Axel Sandin Pelika is actually I haven't able to see Sweden in person, yet, but that that will happen tomorrow. But uh, just kind of watching all the clips, and he's just like every time Sweden's going out there and putting a beating, he's one of the big reasons why. He's got nine points already. From the blue line, he's playing all situations. I think, you know, while I think Hudson, you know, might be the, he's, he's the one for all the points, and he might be the guy that, to me, has been the most impressive. I think from an actual defensive standpoint, Axel Sandin Pellick has been one of the best. And depending on who you talk to, he might be the best defenseman in this draft. So uh, those are the three guys that I've kept a, the closest eye on. That is Stephen Ellis reporting live from Basel, Switzerland at the Under-18 World Championships. You can catch all of his coverage on dailyfaceoff.com. He's got prospect features. I can't wait to see how his draft rankings and boards have changed after this tournament on the back end of it. Great job, Stephen. Uh, thanks for joining us from Switzerland with this edition of The Next Wave, which is powered by Boston Pizza and their new Fanalytics menu. All right, Mike, time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. Hashtag AskDFO if you've got one. Fire it into the chat on YouTube. We'll see if we can get to it if we have a couple minutes left over in today's show. Mike, what is the most intriguing series at 3-2 tonight? I mean, Seattle, Colorado is pretty juicy, but I'm really intrigued in the Islanders Hurricanes. I've been all over this series. I still, I'm still believing in my pick. I had the Islanders coming out of this one. Freddie Anderson might play in goal in place of Auntie Ranta. I mean, he's been sick and had an undisclosed interest injury. So that'd be interesting to see if Rod Brindamore has the trust in Anderson and net. And the Islanders hung on to win 3-2 in the last game in Carolina, and they're back on home ice, Frank. I got my eye on that one. It's kind of amazing, Mike. Today is day 12 of the playoffs. Only one team has been eliminated. There have been very few short series. So uh, for me, 
I, it's, you're right, going to be hard to kind of flip off of that Kraken abs game. But, I mean, let's see if the uh, Dallas Stars can close out the Minnesota Wild tonight. I don't think that's a team that you want to give any life. Um, it's been a hard-fought series both ways. To close it out on the road would be a big boon for the Dallas Stars. And to get everyone some rest, to Joe Pavelski yeah. traveling to Minnesota for this game. We'll see if he plays. He is a game-time decision. But hard to believe if Pavelski is traveling that he won't be playing. So let's get to Tyler Remchuk and our Daily Faceoff Batano Daily Bet segment. Tyler, how you doing? What do you got? I got a couple of plays for tonight. It's going to be a great night in the NHL. This is one of those you sit down at whatever time game one starts and you don't leave the couch all night. And I got a couple of plays for this big slate, courtesy of Batano. The game starts now at Batano.ca. Mike, I know you're saying the Islanders might keep it alive, but I'm getting plus money on the Carolina Hurricanes, and I am absolutely taking it. Even if you think this is just a coin flip of a game, take the team with plus money. I just think plus 102 is a good price. I don't think the Canes should be underdogs considering they've already won a game in New York uh, in this series. So I'm going with the Carolina Hurricanes as road dogs. Uh, also, I have a shot prop parlay for tonight, eyeing up a couple of players. One of them is Jordan Martinuk, who's been a sneaky effective player for this Carolina Hurricanes team. He has hit this number of over one and a half in four of the five games so far in this series. I don't like the payout, so I'm playing it with Kale McCarr. Now, I don't love a side in this avalanche Kraken game. I think it's a hard one to read, but I do think Kale McCarr coming off a suspension is going to be hungry to make an impact, and he has hit this mark in three of the four games he's played in so far in this series. So if you play them together, it is a very nice plus 151, and that'll help you with some beer money for the weekend. So a plus 151 parlay and taking the Islanders, or sorry, taking the Hurricanes on the money line against the Islanders. That's what I got tonight, Frank. I don't think it's that hard for me to pick a side on the Avs cracking game. I will be very surprised if the Avs do have their season end tonight. I think they're going to do everything they can to not be denied, especially Nathan McKinnon and the gaffe that he had, uh, the sort of spaz attack that we saw. I, I don't, uh, you know, I don't see that Avs team going quietly tonight in Seattle. Thanks to Tyler for our Botano.ca daily bet segment. Let's get to garbage time with Mike McKenna. What's caught your eye? What's caught your attention from around the Stanley Cup playoffs? Well, we talked briefly about the Vegas Golden Knights uh, and how Kessel was a healthy scratch for that team. And I tell you what, this was something that caught me out a little bit. I, I didn't think that Bruce Cassidy would actually do it, even though he should have. Okay, and, and Kessel, really, the reason being is that within that lineup and the lines that they have, he didn't really fit and he wasn't producing at the level that they needed to on both sides of the puck. And this is the first time for Kessel to sit in 1,064 games. That started in 2009. Like, we're talking like housing market crash, okay? It's been forever. Um, but his regular season record will stay intact. Um, and Cassie said Thursday morning it was a tough decision, but Will Carrier needed to be in the lineup. He gives that team a really strong fourth line, and he wasn't Bruce Cassie wasn't about to take out Amadio or Howden, who have been key parts as well. So um, in any case, it, it's kind of – it's tough to see the, the streak end, but if Kessel plays again in the regular season next year, it goes right back at it, Frank. So gutsy call by Cassidy, paid off for his team, and uh, I'm curious to see if Kessel draws back in during these playoffs again. I'm sure he will. Look, something will pop up at some point. And, and by the way, this is exactly how the beginning of the end of Keith Yandel's streak. Remember, he was a healthy scratch yep. in the playoffs, and then the streak continued on. He set the record, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, 
Phil Kessel facing the same thing now, essentially next season. We'll see if he even decides to play next season. Maybe as a healthy scratch in the playoffs, you say, I don't know, maybe I'm not going to continue on. Quick question from the YouTube chat today. Our guy Barra is asking if we think the Minnesota Wild will re-sign John Klingberg. What do you think of the fit of Klingberg in Minnesota? <sighs> I don't know. There's a lot of teams available. I felt like that was more of a patchwork deal, and I'm not sure that the results have been what was hoped for. What do you feel on this one, Frank? Yeah, I'm going to say no. I, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't he a scratch at some point in the series yeah. as well? And so, that's why I have the same thought. I think I think he's going to move on. I Man, I think he really screwed up last summer. <laughs> Should have taken what he had with Dallas, even in the yeah, season last year. It's not last summer. Yeah, it's the middle of the season. The expectation or, right. or belief was that he had a $54 million deal on the table with the Dallas Stars that he did not sign, thinking ultimately Yeesh. that he would be able to get more. One of those deals passing on it, uh, going to live with that one for a long, long time. Uh, that'll do it for today's edition of Daily Faceoff Live. So much happening in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Cannot wait for tonight's action. We'll be back Monday, 12 noon Eastern, to break it all down. Until then, keep it locked on dailyfaceoff.com for all the latest news, insight, and analysis. Have a good weekend, everyone. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. 
And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear, and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.